Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another RSC minicast. This week we are picking up the pieces, the scraps that RSC left on the bone of Toy Fair Weekend, talking about Wonderfest and a few meaty details and some teases that came out post Toy Fair or thereabouts. And so to satisfy your need for discussion on these things before Wednesday, joining me, XV, Diecast, and the Headmaster Don. Boys, how are you doing on this fine Sunday evening? It's Sunday uh, already? Yes. It's, yes, Diecast, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Yes. You're and... jet lagged, if that's even possible. You haven't left the country yet, you're jet lagged. I, I, I think he's train lagged. See, I'm surprised you don't think it's like Wednesday already or something, because, you know, when I did the um, movie set tour and there was just so much going on in that one day, it felt like I was there for three days. Yeah. Just doing that one set tour. So the big topic is a silhouette, not just any silhouette to talk about. This is a silhouette that was found on flyers handed out at Wonderfest. That sounds seedy, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure were, it's only up and up. <laughs> there were provocative silhouettes on a flyer of handed out real structures. at Wonderfest. And what do you know? It's a silhouette of Dinobot being teased as the next masterpiece beast wars master so, so it was a masterpiece silhouette yeah <laughs> um it also was very clearly like the cg model mm-hmm. because uh it's impossible for this to actually be the toy <laughs> literally impossible the laws of physics would come tumbling down uh but they might have to come tumbling down to some degree to get this to look halfway decent in both modes uh i will kick off the discussion we're going to speculate obviously because all we're looking at is a black hole of dinobot uh, XV, now that we know what the next Beast Wars masterpiece is, definitely one of the more expected choices um, and one of the more difficult choices. What, what are your expectations? Uh, how is your brain wrapping around this, uh, this conundrum wrapped in a, a puzzled burrito? Okay, so one thing they're going to have to address before any other consideration is Dinobot's one of the tallest characters in Beast Wars in the cartoon. Um, so... If they're going to adhere to scale properly the way they should, it's going to have to be a fairly large masterpiece toy, which means the already kind of high prices the Beast Wars masterpieces are pulling. This one's going to be worse. Like way over 100 bucks, 120 solid at least. Yeah, because I mean, with the exchange rate, what did Optimus Primal work out to? Like 105, 110, something Mm -hmm. like that? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I could easily see this hitting like the 14,000 yen mark, even like not accounting for any special deco considerations they would have to do like how optimus primal had the um the hydro printing the hydrographics mm-hmm. uh to get the fur texture um you know dinobot doesn't really lend itself to a lot of varied accessories but you know there's the the built-in weapons the sword and the the rotating tail blade thing um which, you know, that's more stuff that's going to add mass to the overall package, because I can't imagine they would get the tail to turn into that weapon and also look good as a tail, you know what I mean? And that kind of comes to the fundamental problem of doing a show-accurate Dinobot that has to be show-accurate in both modes. It is physically impossible. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> thought uh, Cheetor was hard. We, had, we ain't seen nothing yet. Diecast, do you think... Um... Do you think they can pull it off? I mean, in your head, like, what, what are your where are your expectations, especially for the Dinobot mode? What do you expect, like the Dino mode? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of envisioning the classics Dinobot in my head and saying it wasn't 
horrible. It, it certainly wasn't good, but it wasn't <laughs> terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't classics Cheetor. Yeah, it wasn't classics Cheetor, and look what they did with Cheetor. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think they can maybe pull something off out of this, but it's it's. I don't think it's going to be as show accurate as Optimus Prime. Uh, it just it, it the animation model just doesn't lend itself to that like Prime did. Yeah, Don, what do you think? Uh, as we're recording this, actually. People can't see this. One, because it's in the past, and two, because this is audio only. I did, you can look this up. You can Google image search this if you're curious. There is a a nice gif of the mainframe transformation sequence from the show, and uh, there's so many cheats. Well, let's let Don have his speculation, and then we'll, like, walk through the transformation. Because I think that that deserves its own conversation. Yes, and Don Uh. now has an educated, he has, like, an informed opinion. He's got a base of knowledge here, so Don... What do you think? Can they do it? I think I think they can do it, but I'm kind of glad that it wasn't like the first figure they tried in the line, obviously, <laughs> because I think they learned a lot from doing Primal as far as able to hide as much robot mode kibble within the beast mode. That's one thing about beast formers is you don't have as much mass to where to hide stuff. So, you know, with Primal and then Cheetor, because Cheetor could have been you know, just a whole bunch of seams and robot parts sticking out everywhere, and it looks like it's a very elegant-looking figure, which I'm hoping we'll be getting, you know, notifications for from various retailers soon. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad I didn't try this first, but I'm with I'm with Chris on this. The the the, the physics the, the physics is going to be on its knees begging at this point, <laughs> just like please, please stop. You know, you're torturing me. Uh, I think it's going to look great, uh, just as far as if Primal and Cheetor are two uh, are any indication. I am kind of disappointed that they didn't go with at least one Predacon. Again, I know Japan and villains aren't all that popular per se, but I would have liked to have seen at least maybe a Tarantulas. Uh, you know, just you know, to go ahead and get get at least one Predacon in the mix first. But uh, I've got a lot of hope for this, but I really don't know how they're going to pull it off. You know, this Dinobot did spend at least 24 minutes of screen time as a Predacon. Uh, yes. And didn't he, well, like, feel like he was spiritually one? He would claim it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he started out as a Predacon and then switched sides. Yeah. Well, His I'm attitude look- was very Predaconish throughout the whole show. That's well, I, that's the way he yeah. was programmed. Well, <laughs> and I'm and I'm going to guess he's he, like the classics, will have a changeable symbol or... There'll be a panel with two, you know, it'll, it'll rotate or something, so you can. Well, actually, it. actually, Don, I don't think the show model had a visible faction symbol. Mm-hmm. So they it. they can sidestep that right there. Okay, that's true. Um, but as far as his accessory counts, uh, you're going to have the golden discs, um, probably both versions of the golden discs. Uh, the plant he gave Primal. There's that, which I'm sure. Would would be the kind of thing Takar would include in the set, uh, but I'm but like you, I'm blanking on what other stuff he could he could have. Maybe a swappable eye, maybe a swappable eye gimmick that would show his eyes lighting up green if he's if he's going to be firing his lasers. And they certainly could include like some kind of effect parts, parts. for the eye beams. Yeah, there's that. Uh, but he, you're right; he doesn't have a ton of accessories. But I think what he would come with would kind of be necessary to, to sort of flesh out the character model, so to speak. So 
as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you can easily go to a browser and image search, find yourself a GIF of the show transformation sequence. Uh, XV, I would like you to take us through what exactly is happening here on the show, the show that we praise, by the way. Uh, describe to us exactly how Dinobot actually transforms. Like, what? Describe to us what Takara is on the hook for basing this on. I'd be glad to, John. So what you start out with is the, you know, full skin dinosaur mode. And then 90% of that just vanishes behind his back, <laughs> never to be seen again. Um, at the same time, robot legs pop out of nowhere. The head kind of falls onto the front of the chest and the arms float up to the shoulders. Floating now, right. when Dinobot is in robot mode, there is no sign of that missing dinosaur skin anywhere because his chest is blue front and back, save for the dinosaur head detailing. And the tail just kind of goes nowhere until he needs to pull a weapon out. Magic and so magic. <laughs> it's very, it's very, very confusing. Yes. Oh yeah. I will. Especially details credit. pop on at the very last second. Yeah, like the bones. Yeah, little, little things details. pop onto his lower legs just to detail them up a little bit. I'll say this: I forgot how like cavernous or, or um, I, I guess thick barrel barrel bodied uh, the, the the dino mode is. So I mean, yeah. he's not like he's not a Jurassic Park raptor. I mean, he's. He he's guy in a suit. He's guy in a raptor suit. You know what I mean? Like like there's a barrel in the body. There's he's a of... really uncomfortable guy in a raptor suit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, they've got that loophole. Now, now, as far just a few things I'm thinking of watching this gif is like the hind legs could be on a pivoting hinge that could that could come up to the shoulders and lock in behind the neck. Yeah, that's so, basically the way the deluxe toy did it back yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, so I can see that happening, and maybe his legs, maybe the the dinosaur belly would have. You could split it open to cover the legs, open it up, and then the skin would fold into like little flaps would fold into the body to hide the the covering for the legs in beast mode. But everything else is like magic. You know, that's just, that's like, I just can't see how they how you know it's going, they're going to pull it off. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, especially yeah, like just... the feet. How like so? He's got raptor feet that's supposed. They're supposed to end up as robot hands, which look nothing like raptor. Right. Challenge. 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 Uh, to say the least. Well, I, I'll ask this then. So we know what number three is. Any guesses on number four? Is number four gonna be Megatron? I would strongly suspect. Yeah, because I mean. They've already reused Primal in the, for the second for the for the toy accurate version, so they've gotten some cost recoup from that. Um, and then Cheetor might be they might be able to get a Tigertron from that, and in some fashion, I don't know how, but they could probably they might could do that. I mean, I could see them using the engineering skeleton and just you know reshelling it. Basically, like it might not be a hundred percent ideal, but it would be correct to the show to a point. Tigertron's actually like physically bigger than Cheetor. Right. Um, and it would probably be cheap enough to justify as, you know, reusing some of the development. Right. So therefore we could get a, a, a brand new mold, uh, this soon with the, with those reuses in, in play. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, they might keep up with that. They might keep up with the maximals, but if they keep up with the maximals, we, we've got, a we've got a, I mean, would, would you all, would you all consider the rat trap and the rhinox? being able to sort of fit in with these maximals at this point. I think they do. I think, I think they do. And I don't think that they're going to touch 
uh, Rat Trap or Rhinox uh, for a very long time. I mean, if everything went well, maybe they might be the last two figures. But I, I mean, I honestly thought Megatron was going to be the next uh, Beast Wars character we got. So this kind of surprises me uh, that they're going for Dinobot. Although they can maybe get a reuse out of it, like you said. Um, or I, I was thinking in my head and laughing in my head that they could uh, make this into a masterpiece slash for a Transformers movie or, masterpiece. There's also or Beast that, Wars Grimlock. Yes, uh, yeah, your your Dalmatian color, your Dalmatian colored Grimlock. <laughs> That's that's more of a stretch because I don't even remember if Japan got that toy. Um, so that that would probably be more like a toy show exclusive or something, just for the the limited marketing for it. Um, and then with Cheetor, the other reuse possibility with that is Shadow Panther. Yeah, that's true. Which you know that could stand as just a straight recolor. But uh, um, yeah, I think. At this point, Rattrap and Rhinox are probably low on the priority list. They probably don't think the Rhinox especially is masterpiece quality, but like the Rat Trap for size and how like the beast mode's ability to stand up on its hind legs, like in the show, like they probably think it's good enough for now. So yeah, I think those would be much farther down the list. And at that point you have pretty much eliminated most of the um early maximal cast. So they're gonna have to jump to the Predacons at some point, and I kind of feel like Dinobot, having switched sides back and forth a couple times, might be kind of a way to bridge into starting to do some of the Predacon toys. Now, Chris, we talked about this briefly. You, you posted a link in the, in the pre-show about to, the, to that Megatron statue. Yeah, uh, for- yeah. Uh, Prime One Studios is doing a statue of uh, Megatron's uh, first season body right. uh, uh, which corresponds you, with the Optimus, the furry Optimus Primal we saw them design last year. Do you think maybe Prime One Studios got the design for that from from Takara that maybe this is what we're seeing their ideas on what Megatron should look like in robot mode? I mean I think it's really just their own internal artistic conception okay. of because uh, it's not like the Masterpiece Optimus Primal came out flocked or rooted or anything right you know um, the the masterpiece one is going to, uh, you know, do its best to adhere to what the cartoon looked like because that's what masterpiece is now. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just think it's kind of curious that they're coming out with uh, that that Megatron statue, and I was thinking maybe they had some, some Takara control art or something that maybe they had used as a basis for the uh, the a, a potential masterpiece Megatron. Yeah, I mean, in Japan, we have to remember they got Beast Wars a little bit delayed from us. Uh, you know, given the time to dub it and everything. Uh, so, you know, they're moving more firmly into their 20th anniversary period with this right now. Uh, so, you know, Japanese companies, Prime One Studios is a Japanese company, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, their website, uh, I think their Facebook uh, even posts in Japanese sometimes. Um, you know, Japanese companies are going to be more strongly looking at the Beast Wars stuff right now. Uh, because it is their major anniversary year at this point. And of course, Hasbro is going to be looking a little bit more strongly at Beast Wars because uh, I think they were kind of shocked that Optimus Primal won the uh, fan vote <laughs> for the Power of the Prime. So uh, I, I hate to sound, sound like a negative Nelly, oh. but uh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's just I don't really put a lot of faith in these fan poll results because... <laughs> Rigged. 
No, I, I don't. I don't want to say that, but it's just I don't really know if the, the polls can end how they want them to end based on who, who they want to. Before Toy Fair, I would have agreed with you. Maybe been a little bit on the fence, but agreed with you. But the conversation we had uh, at the Q and A with oh, okay. John Warden and uh, oh, I'm forgetting his other name. Uh, uh, there's Ben, ben Montana. Ben Montana. Um, Montano. Montano absolutely changed my mind. You, you need to okay. listen to that recording because okay, they, they, they mentioned there's other things that they want to do that now they have to write story around Optimus Primal as being that, you know, which makes their okay, job well, a little bit more difficult. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you told me that. You got to listen to that. It's a great, it's a great listen. And the audio is available somewhere. <laughs> it's on it's on uh, tfradio.net. Hmm. Um, the thing you got to remember about the Hasbro design team, you know, they're trained to not give away anything they're not supposed to give away. But at the same time, they're not the greatest actors, and you can tell when they're you know holding stuff back or you know faking what they're saying because they have to. Right. But you know, in a case like that where there's no no obligation to retain information. Like, yeah, they can say, boy, we certainly expected this to go a different way, and we're having to kind of, you know, adapt to what the results actually were. Like, you can tell when they're being genuine about what they're saying. Yeah. And then one of, one of the questions I asked, just to add some legitimacy to that, um, I asked about the next Titan Master uh, figure, and I, I said, class. you know, Titan class, yeah, and I said, you know, will we see, like, Omega Supreme or Scorponok because of the last fan poll? And because uh, they said they don't forget the the ones that were like runners up and stuff like that. And I said, does that mean that one of those two characters is going to be the next uh, Titan class figure? And they said they didn't say no, but they said they have their heart set on something else that they think we would really like is the gist of what they said. And it kind of led me to believe Unicron. I mean, I could see Unicron like coming into its time again yeah. well it'd be a lot more affordable than that unicron lamp <laughs> especially if unicron's uh you know in the movie so now it's a thing again good know? segue john yeah hey speaking of like xv said uh the uh the these uh crazy cd flyers with uh with outlines on them chalk outlines on them that wasn't the only thing happening at Wonderfest. turns out there were other toys there and a lot of them that we no, are coming, like Grapple and Cheetor and Lyle Convoy and even uh, Valdigus, who all hey. look uh, spiffy and exactly what we were expecting. Even Masterpiece Megatron was there strutting about. But, uh, you know, there were some other things too. God Bomber got Jinrai. And there were also movie stuff, just like at Toy Fair. But some of this stuff, uh, namely Megatron, uh, seems to have gotten a shiny coat of paint different from the american version thanks to karatomi yes so it's uh it's more subdued it, it, but uh so we're, i would have to guess it's more movie based and not uh toy or kid friendly they took they took any and they took any uh any shred of fun out of it uh but in the name of making it probably look more like the movie um xv any thoughts on the stuff we saw for the upcoming movie specifically at wonderfest uh we didn't didn't see too much at Wonderfest specifically besides the Megatron. I think they had like Berserker on display there and mm-hmm. the movie masterpiece Bumblebee, mm-hmm. which surprisingly doesn't look really all that different from the one that's purportedly the Hasbro release. 
that was at Toy Fair. Like, if that leader Megatron is representative of the kind of deco most of those toys are going to end up with, like, they are doing a bang-up job upgrading these already really surprisingly fantastic-looking toys. Yeah, overall, the movie stuff between Toy Fair and the the tidbits at Wonderfest, the movie stuff is looking uh, surprisingly, thankfully, strong. Don, you've said before, or at least over the course of this weekend, that you begrudgingly really like, for your wallet, really like the movie stuff we're seeing so far. I'm, I'm liking this movie stuff. If I take the 2007 movie stuff and take away like the whole, oh my gosh, live-action movie toys, and take that out of the... Out of the uh, equation and look at it from just the entire run of movie figures these are some of the best movie figures i have seen since the movies began the leader megatron is just absolutely just oh he's beautiful i like the hound i i, I do like the way the dinobots turned out uh, even if they are just mostly repaints and i think a few minor retools remolding here i'm not gonna buy them again but i do like i do like the way they look Except for Grimlock, it looks, like, looks like someone Zack Snydered him. All the color <laughs> out. Um, but Squeaks turned out to be a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. Of course, thinking of him as like movie fix it does kind of help that too. Uh, but yeah, How so? I yeah, huh? How so? Because I like Fix It, and thinking of him uh-huh. as like a movie version of Fix It just kind of makes me like the figure a little bit better, just okay. of what he represents. He does come with a repair bay, so. I know, I love that. That's probably going to get me to buy that toy. <laughs> the repair bay with the little, like, you know, real-looking toolbox mounted yeah. on it. That, that's kind of great. Although he's probably going to have to repair himself. It doesn't look like they held together all that well. I'm kind of looking at him also thinking, did they look, did someone, did someone at Hasbro watch Wally a whole lot? <laughs> and that's kind of where a lot of this came from as well, because there's a lot of Wally in that as well. So there's a lot no, of uh, design just... by committee, not in a bad way, but big googly eyes, tiny and cute, that kind of stuff. I just can't remember a time I was ever this positive on this many of a movie's new toys or any movie toys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I will, I will give a friend fallen some critics had done up to that point yeah. and i was interested in that and bought several of those toys yeah. uh but then it also gave us things like blaze master oh yeah the, uh, the, yeah uh-huh <laughs> chicken wings the helicopter speaking of the uh bumblebee that you were talking about chris the masterpiece yeah. bumblebee mm-hmm. in the takara photo it actually looks like it's almost like a uh retail copy uh, the one at Toy Fair was hand painted. That's interesting. Oh, okay. So that means this is going to be released in the U.S. and uh, the Asia market at the same time. Hmm. It, whether that's correct or not, I don't know. But that's the way I understood it. That they were they were going to be released simultaneously and going to be the exact same product. Mm-hmm. Mm, globalization. Okay. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, guys, before we wrap, it is. A, it is more and more a global economy. It feels like it, especially with stuff like uh, Jinrai ending up in a box set over here uh, and a bunch of Transformer nerds you know, it's car, throwing it, themselves it's, off the roof. Car yeah. It's car robots fire convoy for me all over again. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's right. Uh, I'm going to go back to cutting now. Thanks. Guys, before we wrap up. Sorry. Any... <laughs> any... 
Any thought? Any more thoughts on uh, on the two toy shows that we haven't covered, or do you think you think we've touched on just about everything? I just want to say, like, Toy Fair was really satisfying and fulfilling for me this year, uh, due in large part to not having some asshole, you know, piecemeal leak out all kinds of art assets and stuff for three months ahead of it. Um, yes. Yeah, that, that's a nice change from last year. And Wonder Fest was because i was really hoping they would actually show like the next you know at least the june assortment of uh legends product to see what we can expect like what's next on their their project list yeah because you know there's several figures like you know our getaway versus what theirs may look like you know to try to see because there's some stuff that we've got recently i see what their paint job is like overlord you know i kind of want to see for overlord and chris mcfeely pointed this out on twitter that they may actually include the Giga and the Mega themed Titan Masters to go in the Overlord. I uh, figures, you know. I think that I feel a large hole in my heart, Chris, that we haven't gotten any more Legends information. Is there any reason to think we're not getting these uh, to all these toys that we're seeing right now? As uh, legends, is there any reason to think that Takara is not going to give us the typical Takara treatment, or is this um, is there no reason to to be alarmed at this point? The only thing I can think of is that they are dialing back on that a little bit just to give the movie product some room to breathe and not you know overload their retailers. Okay, thank you. And you know once that settles down a little bit, we'll be back to like a more normal generation Z schedule. But like. Wonderfest versus to be that the most compelling discussable thing that came out of Wonderfest was not anything that was on display at the show. It was a little silhouette in one corner of one page of a throwaway handout. And yeah. that was Winter Wonderfest 2017. What are you going to do, man? As a marketer, I know that struggle for sure. All the money you put into that booth and those displays. And yes, your, uh, your little throwaway flyer got the headlines. Man... Let me tell you. Diecast, are you good, or is there anything that we haven't covered? You were the man on the street at one of the shows. Is there anything we haven't covered this weekend? I I was all over the street. Um, That's because you drank too much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's because, you know, thank God the Forge to Fight video game uh, preview was open bar. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that Diecast just wears his priorities so openly. And I got a, a Voyager Optimus Prime Titans Return out of that, so... Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. Congratulations! Your, your I hate booze. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came with the free booze. Um, wow, there's so much stuff that. What stuck out in your like of all the things that you got bombarded by? Like, what was the one thing that has burned itself into your mind? What's the one thing that stood out? Megatron really stood out. The movie Megatron that it's a jet and vehicle mode or jet mode, however you want to say. I mean, that that's still kind of burned into my head. Triptychon, we kind of knew going in. I mean, he's definitely impressive in person, and just being e- able to eat Titan Masters is <laughs> it, it, awesome. And he does have a little Titan Master uh, spot that you can put uh, the Titan Master from full tilt. It's basically the back of its head, and that's what activates the, the uh, his nose. So if you press down on the Titan Master, that pops open that to re- reveal the gun. So I guess that'd be a snot gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, on that note, but yeah, yeah. And full tilt <laughs> was bigger than I was expect- expecting. Chris was right, and it's like 
deluxe size, and I thought going in that it was going to be more... Uh, like a scout car or something? Like, yeah. Well, it's a big dinosaur. Uh, no, it was... Yeah. So, to wrap up... It just on the chest, it didn't look that big. Yep. Thank you again for your service to God and country and nerds. We appreciate it. Nerds everywhere. And uh, everybody, thank you. He did a great job, Diecast. He did. He did. Everybody clap. If you're driving, don't clap. Just nod your head. But but yes, we'll clap. Uh, (laughs) Before we go, I just want to remind everybody that you can support the show and specials like the big live broadcast during Toy Fair Weekend that Brian Kilby and the crew, many of us uh, on the call right now, take part in you can support all that uh, madness all that rigmarole by going to tfradio.net slash amazon and doing your amazon shopping or just clicking the amazon link at tfradio.net you will support the show because when you check out some nickels and dimes go to brian kilby he uses those to keep the lights on and you're not paying anything extra on amazon you're just clicking our link and they give us some scratch so that's it that's all you got to do to support us tfradio.net slash amazon or just click the amazon link when you're on our page perusing the fine, fine podcasts that we have every week. So, on that note, this is John DeLuna for X for Diecast. And for Headmaster Don, the Headmaster Don. That is all for the minicast. We will see you next time. Music provided by Bensound.com. 